0: Hey, everybody. Hey. <gasps> you didn't laugh.
1: I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm You're, focused on you. Oh, oh, zoned in. Thank you. Fully present. Welcome
0: to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self help podcast to make life, life suck less. less. I'm
1: Lisa Linky. I'm Misty Stinnett. And. No, you go, oh, did we just meet cute on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And um, you're in the right place
0: if you're looking for some reviews of popular self-help books to get that life-changing, altering self-help perspective that you've been craving or that somebody's been
1: begging you to get. Yeah, or just to have noise in the background so that you don't feel alone and the depths of the loneliness of the universe. Because that's cool, too. That's true. One of my friends the other day was like, yeah, I turned on an episode of your podcast. It was just really nice to hear your voice. I didn't hear anything you were saying. You know, I should turn it on
0: um, while I'm gone and let my dogs just hear my voice.
1: Oh, that's really sweet. That's, I, or uh, they would probably be like, it's so annoying. I would appreciate the silence. I, I know people who call, when people still had voicemail machines, they would call mm-hmm. their dogs and just talk to their dogs in the middle of the day on the
0: phone. <laughs> oh, <Aww>, and <laughs> then and we got actual voicemail instead yes. of an answering machine. Yeah, Yes. Um, I do love that you called it a voicemail machine because you're you're a millennial. Thank Thank you. Um, I am going to say that uh, if you're if you are a longtime listener and a first time caller, you're welcome. You know this banter back and forth and you know us nearly and dearly. But if you are joining us for the first time, just a quick heads up. Misty is a goddamn delight. And we do cuss. (laughs) And she is like a self help sniper. She can go into any book no matter how shitty it is and come out with some fantastic advice to use for her life. I Fucking hate everyone. Lisa and I has a critical eye. I hate being told what to do. That's a lovely way to put yeah. it. Yeah. I hate Thank being you. told what to do. And <laughs> I don't like the concept
1: of self-help. Yeah, no, we find it's very triggering, and this has been a wild ride. I am a socialist and a communist. Thank you. And I want it all to be done by society. Um, So one other thing I want to plug before we dive in, Mm -hmm. and we are so excited about this episode, is that Miss Lisa Linky has had a couple-episode arc on ABC's Bless This Mess with Lake Bell and Dak Shepard, and oh, My God, were (laughs) your scenes so funny, I cannot explain. What a delight it was to watch you! So, if if anybody, uh, you can find it on Hulu, you know, streaming apps, ABC, whatever. Anyway, thank she did you. an awesome guest star and blessed this thank mess, and it was so lovely and wonderful. And thank you for watching it with me live. I know I was, was so super I kept exciting. looking at you just like in pure admiration.
0: <laughs> also, you made my dog so happy; they both cuddled up to you, and Zoe <laughs> was just like scratch my belly. Um, okay, guys. Also, not a normal episode because,
1: well. If anybody has heard any of the books I've done, you have heard me say... Yes. My friend Jesse recommended this book to me. Most of them I loved. (laughs) One of them I was like, meh. Which one Um, was that? I will teach you to be rich. Uh, Yeah, it was meh. Uh, Which (laughs) Jesse doesn't. Anyway, (laughs) uh, we are so... (laughs) Hey, <laughs> we are so excited to announce that Jesse, now in an awkward dynamic, is sitting right across from us. Jesse, welcome,
2: hello, hello, hello. I love I love being introed and coming in <laughs> hot on the heels of, yeah, this book wasn't a winner,
1: but yeah, you are here. try to keep it real. You're our first guest host. presenter, our I first true guest host. We've Thank had guests you. on sodes, but you, are going to present to us a book that is meaningful for you. It's that so exciting. You love. Such read an a honor. book for us. Yes, I so, read a, I,
2: I, you learned how I, to I read, read a for a, us. You know, there was a lot of years where I couldn't read. Yeah, and uh, illiteracy thanks. is a big concern for me because of that. Yeah, thank, thank you. People Let's are tuning in, they're on like, on oh my God, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's story is very intense.
1: And just to tell you a little bit about Jesse, who is mm-hmm. an amazing human being, you also executive produced, created, and starred yeah. in yeah.
2: Bless This Mess yes. and I, I'm thank the one that, that hired Lisa me. on thank
1: you so much and uh, you, know, you did do a career. great you did
2: a great thank job and, and we'd thank love you. to have you back
1: thank yeah you. that and the incredible podcast Beyond Beyond Believe Beyond yes, Beyond Believe which went for 45 episodes The uh, a podcast episode for every single episode of the run of the cult hit show Beyond, beyond Believe. Believe yes five had-
2: stories some are facts some are fiction yeah and uh, Missy you were a guest on yeah. one of my favorite episodes Yay. it was an all female hosted episode
0: Yes. And it was
2: it's one of our most popular downloaded episodes. <gasps> yes! By, yes! So exciting! by a lot. Uh, but the show is great because it's this old kitschy 90s show mm-hmm. where you I mean I'm going to
0: I'm going to pause you on the word old. It's a 90s show. Oh, <laughs> it
2: is a reasonably uh, a reasonable amount of years back. It's
0: from the recent
2: past. Um it's from the recent past. But, you know it's
0: basically yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it, it aired last I week. Mean, you
0: can find it
1: online. So. You can find it online. It got botox, so who can tell who its can age? Can tell? The nice it thing about botox it, and,
2: the, <laughs> yeah, and it got a, it's got a uh, yeah, the bangs really just hide yeah. everything <laughs> they need to.
1: That's
0: right.
2: The nice thing about it is you could have watched the show and grew up with it, and enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and watch our podcast or listen to our podcast, and be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going down a nostalgia trip lane." Mm-hmm. Or you can never know what the show's about because it's five stories that summer facts summer fiction, mm-hmm. and you can just play that game and enjoy it. Yeah, and, yeah. A and, lot and, of and our you recap the
1: stories
0: for us. Yes, and we, so we do as do as a whole really You could to... probably have watched it and then not remember because I mean it was absolutely not just yesterday. Oh, someone's Let's coming well, around. To
2: be clear, I can watch it yesterday, and there's something about the show where you watch all these different stories you can't remember a week I could, later. When yeah. I
1: did my segment, I was like, what did I watch 30 minutes yeah. ago? <laughs> Which is amazing. Um, Jesse is also uh, a... A hilarious Instagram presence. Yes, highly recommend you follow. He, you do great content, and every I appreciate day, that. and it's Thank always God. funny. You have such I a I love watching style. your stories when
0: you were in Australia. Yeah, my. Yeah. I,
2: I just like I. I went to New York last March. I never really had used Instagram. I use Instagram like most people used it back then, which was like I'll post something once every three months sure. yeah. on my feed. Yeah. and the only person I knew, my friend Leah in New York, was twenty-one, mm-hmm. and basically mm-hmm. all she of taught you Instagram. Oh, she she gave me the breakdown. <laughs> (laughs) All of her friends communicated with Instagram. (laughs) in the same room you mm-hmm. know that kind of like yeah, mm-hmm. oh kids these days no it's literally they're all talking in the same room yeah. on Instagram showing videos of each other from seconds ago
1: Right, and then that's right. when
2: I started getting into story because the story element is just so fun it. it's, yeah. it's instant it's in the moment you don't have to worry about like perfection Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. just a great creative outlet so yeah you can yeah. check me out at wait really Yeah, wait, which
1: is, wait really mm-hmm. wait really W-A-I-T no question mark R-E-A-L-L-Y, no question mark. R-E-A-L-L-Y. Mm-hmm. yeah it's that on Instagram
2: simple. and I just have a blast with it yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so Jesse, what book have you prepared?
2: So I got a call from a friend and they said, I think our friendship is like dying.
0: Oh, my God.
2: And this was a few years ago. and Was it me? Did I call you? Uh, Misty, I, was like, I wasn't going to name names, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, I thought then. it
0: was me when I said, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And we've been pretending this whole time that we didn't know each other. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> the tension is real in the room. It's real, um, tense. real tense. So uh, th- this friend of mine who I've known since college, and uh, I was like, you know, not, Shocked that they said this because it was true, like the friendship was kind of dying, but I was kind of okay with that. They yeah. were not. Oh, Most
1: okay. people do not talk about that, they no. just let it wither they let it and wither die. It on, yeah. They ghost, they gradually yeah. just mm-hmm. it's like, that Homer busy. Simpson gif of
2: him slowly backing into the hedges. you yes. know what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a lot of friendships, and so. But he, when he said this, I, I knew that it affected him, and he was like, "I want to have a talk. Like, I want to get together in person and like oh God, debrief I'm and figure this out." Isn't this already anxiety? Yeah, and it's not even your conversation, but this is the yeah. the level. So I was super anxious, and I I mentioned it to a friend of mine. I've got this conversation like next. Tuesday, I've got to have. It's gonna be super. Oh God!
1: It was that far away. It wasn't like let's yeah. meet tomorrow morning no. for breakfast. It was I had like, the lead up. There how's was your a lead schedule up? on the fifteenth. <laughs>
2: yeah, we very. Yeah, it was. Like, Let me get my uh, my secretary we're will get back, talk back to about that. Next exactly. <laughs> yeah, once the business cycle resets <laughs> yes. and we get our figures a in,
1: business degree in action, girl. Thank <laughs> you. Exactly. Okay. Whenever
2: it buzzword quarter mm-hmm. charts.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's our year over year on our friendship?
2: <laughs> oh, now I'm out of my I'm out of my okay. league. I don't, Yeah, me too. I don't I'm done a bit of Let's keep moving.
0: So <laughs> I, uh, you said you mentioned to another friend.
2: Yeah, I mentioned to another friend. Man, I have this uh, conversation. It's going to be really awkward. I don't even know. But he wants to basically. I don't know if, you, if we're breaking up as friends or whatnot. And he was like, "There's this book." That I would recommend that you read before you have this conversation. I was like, I don't have any time for that. That, that doesn't make any sense. You're like, I barely have time. Oh, for what are you talking friend? about? What are you this talking about? I have so
1: to have time a book. Bold. And yeah. you don't have to answer this because I've known you since college. Go for it. Do I know this? Oh, friend?
2: you know this person yes. so well. Do yes. I know
1: this person. Know you? Well, you maybe. <laughs> okay. You two just met today, but it's
2: possible. knowing that your pattern is to pretend that you don't know people. Yes. Um, you could easily know this person. I, could I know. know this person, and mm-hmm. I'm so
0: glad yeah. that he slash she recommended this book G- to you.
2: Yeah, so I I was just like, okay, let me check this out. The book was called Difficult Conversations. Yes. And he Did was you like, go to the library and check it out?" I I just Amazoned it immediately. Okay. Uh, well, it was, uh, were it was Amazon-ing in college. I feel like that Oh, was no, early. sorry. Sorry. The friend wh- I've known since college, the conversation happened like 2 years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they messaged oh. me and they were like, "Hey, our friendship since college is like d- dwindled oh. and withered, oh. kind of like Thanos snapped, but it was a slow dissolve of our friendship over Thanos
1: just eight rubbed years. his hands together yeah. back and forth he, he, really
2: yeah, slowly, a real, like, like like when you're trying to you're doing that thing <laughs> you like
1: fire but wrong.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. The <laughs> good news is my mom will actually know what this means. Linda, <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's checked out the uh, the oh, Avengers. She's watched Le-
1: the entire Marvel. Lisa channel. and Linda Linda have watched the it's whole oeuvre.
2: Fantastic. Okay, uh, okay,
1: so. So, uh, so then I
2: so basically I was like I don't know I don't know what this means like but I looked at the book and it literally was like do you have a difficult conversation coming up check this book out I I I read the summary and I was like you know what I'm not going to have time to read this whole book I'll read the first chapter I'll just kind of get a, an idea of what this is <laughs> mm-hmm. I went through this book in 3 days
1: Yeah I, I
2: never do that like you know yeah. people are like i you know i took a sunday i just made a tea and i read through the whole book I i'm not that. that person
1: well i do that now because i have to well, you have to too, but i have like you should see I'm the a way slow i reader. oh I I my god a i'm a slow day.
2: reader i don't know about you guys but yeah. you guys I like have to absorb had. every
1: word yeah very, and I, that's why i do audiobooks oh, i'm me.
2: trying to make more time for reading mm-hmm. but it's 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 been hard because i this is a whole another minisode probably but like i think we teach reading to kids in a terrible way. We Ooh, start with, do like, come
1: on and talk Tale about of that. Two
2: Cities and all this stuff that is so boring and dry and people get turned off. Anyway, where's the Harry Potter in fourth grade?
0: Like, that's well, what I, I... We'll have to do another mini. So to I'm, I'm ready. Let's I'm done. Let's do down. it, yeah. I'm going to
1: cover If You Give a Mess a Cookie, I think, on the podcast. That feels right. But, it's not a self-help book. It feels like it is. Forward. So, so I so
0: I, I read this book in three days. And how did it impact your conversation with your maybe friends? We're still friends. Yeah, and, and I
2: think... What? I think that it is so ode to the techniques and the tactics how to approach a conversation because like diff- the book is called Difficult Conversations mm mm-hmm. What is a difficult conversation? Anything, it's, it's,
0: and it's just a list of starters. Just, like, yeah. That haircut's shit on you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where'd you get that shirt? <laughs> Buttface City. Thank you. <laughs> .com. But,
2: that's my favorite. That's where I order all <laughs> my. It's,
0: it's not my a physical new, store. It's. A,
1: I just reserved the. Uh, <laughs> the no, I can name. get it. It's mine. I've already Thank saved you. the domain.
2: So it's 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 just this book on tactics, and the thing, Lisa, that I think you might like about this is that there's no fru there's no frill it's all Fril? science based like fru fru oh fru fru yeah yeah oh. exactly woo you know, woo you know like you know like when yeah. you we're yeah. calling it woo woo
1: ronda now it was woo woo wanda but, but when we covered the I'm secret it's it now woo woo ronda you hate. The-
0: the secrets so much. We're gonna take it back. Anyway, okay, so so so, who's so what it by? you're saying is that it's just mostly tactics. Yeah, let's get into the nitty gritty. So, when was this published? Who is it by? How much does it cost? This
2: book is uh, from 1999. It's about 350 pages. Oh, wow. It's a really tech, tactic, mm-hmm. sciencey based stuff. The is authors it, was
0: it business minded?
2: There's three authors on this book: Douglas Stone, Bruce Patton, Sheila Heen. These guys are lawyers. Right. So uh, Douglas Stone, he lectures at Harvard Law. Uh, Sheila also. And they both co-founded this thing called the Triad Consulting Group yes. where they are mediators. Do you know and, them? And, I've heard. Yeah. Oh. And Sheila is a she's also a mediator at the Supreme Court in Singapore. Oh, so my God. So she's like very so they're all stupid. they're They're, they're real, real dumb dumbs. Dumb dumb mm-hmm. heads. And uh, Bruce. from Pat- Buffet
1: City, USA. <laughs> That's where I was born. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> <Dot com. Okay. laughs>
2: and then, uh, and Bruce, he co founded the Harvard Negotiation Project and he deals with conflict resolution. So, this is not coming from your typical self help zone. Right. This is yeah. not coming from like, you know, I I was trying to be happy for a year and um, I just kind of did some stuff and figured it out. You know, oh, it's not. yeah, no, Jen fuck Sincero.
0: all those people. Yeah, um, You, so this sounds like, okay, w- when you are talking about negotiations, there are technical terms and techniques and things like that that are proven. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's a little bit of that exactly. mixed in with how to approach conversations that people shy away from.
2: Right. It's using these like like extreme circumstances of like FBI negotiation and tactics and law Mm -hmm. and it's making it very personal and it's bringing it to a level of like you, you and your partner need to have a conversation about like, okay, are we getting engaged or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, your neighbor's dog is barking Mm -hmm. or what, what these kind of really personal things, but using not like intuitive stuff. Because I think one of the big problems is we just are like taught broken Conversation techniques and like we absorb well, we're, these broken techniques. We're all, all
1: conflict-avoidant as well. Exactly. And full disclosure, I read. Some of us. I read about. <laughs> no, Lisa's very good at conflict, whereas I'm like, hello, bye. But I've also <laughs> studied how to do it. Yes, you have, and you you're a trained negotiator, and all That's of those true. things. Was but, this
0: through your business education, or that was separate? But bo- th- that, and then my work with Second City, which is communication, right? right. Oh.
1: And full disclosure, I did read about half of this book, mm-hmm. and then was like, you know what? I want to be surprised by the rest of it. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Jesse, spoil the. Go. Right. I don't want to spoil the ending, but um, it's fascinating because they take all of this data and research and they've really analyzed like the specific types because difficult conversations fall into a few different categories, which Jesse will cover, I'm sure. But then they give you these very nuanced examples of gray area where then you can pick them apart and go like, oh, that's where the miscommunication with my boss happened. That's why this client and I didn't do this. So it's, it's so... It, it's surprising that it's not like self-help, quote-unquote, because it is right. so wildly helpful. Well, I'm sure it's, it, it's sold as self-help for sure. It yeah.
2: is. I mean, it's going to be in that section of the yeah. Barnes & Noble, right. which I frequent. Uh, and I'm sure all of your listeners are very uh, seeped in the Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. Books a Million, Brick and Mortar. Um, yeah.
1: We actually did a uh, mini-sode on it a few episodes ago about Lisa's experience walking up there. And it's about a quarter of the bookstore. On the second It's floor. enormous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. let's. I want to get into the nitty-gritty. Yes. So here are my questions. Yes. What does it cost? Um, and uh, that. And then I want to get into um, how is the book structured?
2: Kindle is ten ninety nine. dollars uh, The paperback is eleven fifty five. dollars And it's, I mean, I I have this theory, like, if you can get one insight out of a book for $10, it's more than paid for your thing. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, when I first read this, like I said, it saved this friendship. This should be required reading in high school. Yeah. I mean the 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 the, the, in, the amount of insights that I got <laughs> Okay,
0: now. I am going to say that you did just say there wasn't enough Harry Potter in fourth grade, but now you want to shove a lot of research and data down high schoolers. That's right.
2: Well, and I th- I think it's a lot of like conflicting things but like why aren't, we, why aren't we learning about communication well
0: that's the thing we are never taught how to listen why, why is that we're yeah. like
2: personal finance there's all these like like you know uh, the bus leaves Cincinnati at 45 miles an hour and yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. all that stuff but like mm-hmm. there's this when will
1: Keanu Reeves stop it like what's
2: exactly
0: what speed just meant in general <laughs> like you guys when is Keanu I'm just gonna stop it stop, stop the, the reading, reading problem three. in high school Come yeah on. that's right that's right <laughs> um, okay so that makes sense I, I, okay. I love it so l- tell us like how many chapters how many pages all that good stuff
2: it's 10 chapters 352 pages extra two for fun you got those bonus pages um the book is really structured in kind of like two main sections it's like what are the mistakes we make and then how do we tackle those mistakes Great. smart and then it. it's got all these subsections and really like we talk about like difficult conversations it's our instinct a lot of times and you know, I'm a confrontational person by nature,
0: but... I would say yes. Yeah, like correct. I want, well, I oh want... God, Jesse. Well, you and I need to have a podcast where we just are like, topic. Yeah. And we debate you, and then halfway through we switch sides. Oh my oh God,
2: my I
1: would listen. Yeah, I would, I would listen.
2: <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to like, not even be a part of it so I can listen, but I don't know, <laughs> that's not physically possible. Yeah. I have to be there and record It'd it. It'd be
1: very impressive.
2: It's, um, it, most people avoid difficult conversations. Yeah, of course. And I think that one of the things the book talks about and I've learned as well is you avoid difficult conversations because you don't want to strain a relationship. Sure. And the very act of avoiding the difficult conversation so strains, it strains the relationship even worse. You know and and that's what they they go into like all the reasoning is like what the front half of the book is uh, front loaded with like it's always going to help. And even if the help comes in the form of this relationship is no longer viable, that is helpful That's information. That's helpful. Exactly. You're not
1: wasting time anymore. Exactly.
2: So that, like, the first step is really, like, analyzing, like,
1: Where did ha- we go off where track? Where do we start? Yeah, What's exactly. What's happening?
2: And, and figuring out, like, how do you approach a difficult conversation? And then there there are some instances in which you don't, have that conversation, like you yeah. analyze it, you you evaluate it, and you're like, you know, I'm. It's not, it's not worth, worth it. it. It's not worth
0: it. I feel it's like great. my methodology is foolproof. My first question is always, how did they fuck it up? And my second question is, will they give me what I need when I tell them they fuck it up? And then if the answer is no, then I just don't have that conversation, and probably just ditch them as a friend because <laughs> fuck. Yeah. And, and I would extreme. add,
1: do something spiteful. Yeah, I would add, like maybe leave a little present on their doorstep, like a like flaming bag of poop. Yeah.
2: What is so funny about listening to this bit is that that is exactly how a lot of people actually approach.
1: <laughs> I know. Do you know, know what I mean? Like, I was like, it I is. was like laughing
2: at first, and I'm just like, this is so a lot of people I know because there's
1: misunderstandings. Both people get hurt. Both people feel like they're in the right, and then except that we are. In no, the we're right. always right. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, well, Lisa.
2: The, the, one of the examples they throw in the book is like, why? Are, why is it always that we feel like the other person is the irrational one? Yeah,
1: they are. Yeah. We, no, like, I loved. I loved that part of the book right? because it's like. Like you have because everybody's coming from i know exactly what i was motivated well, by we and we only have our own lens yeah. as our
0: our own hermeneutical, hermeneutical lens I'm so proud of you. as our own viewpoints it's really right. hard to put yourself in another person's shoes yeah
1: mm-hmm. it is
2: when someone's like hey why are you why are you like saying that you'll never say oh because i'm i have nothing good to say and i'm just making stuff up mm-hmm. but that's frequently what we think the other person's doing they're just arguing to argue yeah and it's like Really, the one of the core things um, that the book—and I'll talk a lot about this—is the difference between um, blame and contribution. Mm-hmm. It's yes. a huge focus in the book. Blame is about trying to find out who's at fault, what did they do, yes. you know. And contribution—they uh, talk about this thing called the contribution system where you look at a conversation as everybody— is contributing in some way Mm -hmm. and you know when you when you approach it like that they say like ask yourself in this difficult conversation like what did i do to get us here yeah yeah how did i contribute how did i contribute and sometimes you're thinking like no like this person had an affair like that is on them like we were doing great i'm a victim
0: i didn't want to have sex enough
1: right yeah (laughs)
0: Which everyone knows
1: that's not true.
0: I can't even Linde say a straight phrase.
1: She was <laughs> already
2: laughing halfway through I starting that sentence.
0: I, I didn't, I wasn't subservient enough to him. And he had to get it outside of the house. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, no, I'm with you. Uh, okay, so, like, uh, how, how do you want to present this stuff? Do you want to present half and half or, like, chapter by chapter? Or, like, what, what would make most sense?
2: I think that it's just, here's the thing. Um, this book really because it's so technical.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: vast and complex
1: and a ton of examples. A they'll, ton of examples. They'll bring up a concept and then be like, here's a conversation. And by the way, if we can just talk for a second, it's the authors of the book who read the audiobook. So there's three mm. different voices, but they're also reenacting these conversations no. and they're not great actors no. and but it's so it's still so powerful, but some of them are like what do you mean you didn't get the brochure? I printed can the brochure. Just, and I,
0: Can we just improvise what I think that yes, is? Now I haven't yes, heard yes, the book. yes, But you have heard it and you have read mm-hmm. it. So can you give me an example? Of what I was actually, of I had
2: never listened to the audiobook. I only read it, but I was listening to it on my way over mm-hmm. just to get a sense because I know you're an audiobook mm-hmm. fan. So I am seeped in the tonality of their Fantastic. performances. <laughs> so I'm ready.
0: So what what is an example of a...
1: Hey, why did you back into my car this morning?
2: I... Was in a hurry, and I needed to get to work quickly.
1: My dad
0: ran late to work, and his boss said if he came in late again, he'll be fired. So listen, Mrs. Smith, I wish you wouldn't
1: take that tone of voice with us. Cut. Oh, um, let's take it back. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I think everyone gets exactly what's going on. Here. <laughs> was,
2: <laughs> I right? was I right?
1: Was I right? Ta- was I on point? It's not even. It's like it's, <laughs> close. It's so like, close. It's
2: dispassionate, right? Because they're like so technical, you like they're reading more dispassionate. When we were, when,
1: when you we know, were so at pa- least as an actor, everybody that was just that was my, was my right. finest <laughs> acting. It was my Catherine she was go- Hepper uh, as a uh, child. I, uh, I don't know why you went goes, up. Why did you back into my car, Mister Smith? I've also got to get to work on time <laughs> well
2: Thank you were inevitably going to ask me like <laughs> what do I not like about this book and yeah. I would say this book really deserves a quality audiobook reading uh, yes, that was one does. of the things because when I was listening to this I was like yes. if I were to listen to this as an audiobook You've and I don't sleep. know I, I would just be like this is boring
0: so it's, can it's I is I uh, can I throw my hat in the ring? Please. We know you're going to, even if we say no. <laughs> yeah, if we say no, there's yeah, no chance just, she'll just it's in there. Oh, you know, it's, the ring is the hat. Lisa, I'd so rather you go. not
2: throw your hat in there. She's like, Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, fair. that's fine.
0: Here's my hat. Also, so what do you think like what, what is your if you had to say what your main takeaway is, what's your main takeaway?
2: Everyone contributes to
0: every problem.
1: Now yes, I am gonna don't.
0: say this sounds like gay Hendrix. Mm-hmm. who will forever be brought up in our in our podcast. Gay Hendricks,
1: the author of The Big Leap. If you haven't heard that episode, highly recommend because Lisa's real triggered. And, and you it's the also first got one. mad. I also got really mad, which I don't normally do on the... There's been a couple of times that you and I have both lost our shit, Jensen Um <laughs> Thank you. And Rhonda Byrne and Gay Hendricks. May you all come on the podcast and have a difficult conversation with us. Uh, thank, yes, that's how we feel mm-hmm, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, but Gay Hendrix talks about t- taking two hundred percent responsibility, because if I am going, well, you're you're eighty percent responsible for this problem, Jesse, and I'm only twenty percent responsible. It it is this weird disparity. But it's if, the if blame I, game. It's the blame game. But if I go, you know what? We're both hundred percent responsible. That is supposed to help because it would be very weird to say
0: I'm only thirty percent responsible and you're actually one hundred and seventy percent responsible. Right, that's a weird thing thing to, to say. think about. Yeah. Well,
2: and one of the things the book Difficult Conversations literally addresses is don't get caught up in percentages. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it. At the end of the day, it does not matter. All that matters is that you identify what what you've done mm-hmm. yeah. to lead to that thing. And what, and they talk about like the most common traps, right? Uh, the most common contribution, invisible contributions. Mm-hmm. And you're asking about biggest takeaways. One of my favorite invisible contributions is simply not mentioning something sooner.
0: Okay. Like how right. often- Letting
2: it linger. How often right. do we- find ourselves in a situation where suddenly someone's really angry they blow up and we're like our friendship is dying yeah our friendship <laughs> is dying why did it why was that the first time I heard about that and mm-hmm. this is one of the things I brought up to this person yeah. if you f- friendships don't instantly just die right? this has been happening over time and had you come to me a year ago two years ago this could have probably been
1: a minor problem
2: a much more minor problem and you wouldn't
1: have had to read a whole fucking book to have one conversation I know oh. I know so in that, reading is
0: so in that, so For instance, what what I'm assuming from being on the outside, obviously, I don't know. But my guess is that that person didn't have the skills or ability to say something to you earlier on. To say, like, I feel like we're drifting apart or I miss you or I don't see you enough as as much as I want to.
2: Okay, so I find myself in this pattern, right? Tell me if this sounds familiar. Um, I wish my partner would just know what I want. Yeah, yeah, like I, I wish th- I wish they would just like, you know, surprise me with the right things or this mm-hmm. or that. And the book talks about those people are magical fantasies and they don't exist. Mm-hmm. You have to say and you have to come have to, to, to the table and communicate and say, you know, what's what's a worst scenario? Like not getting what you want and being upset that they're not reading your mind and that's that, or telling them and ha- and and kind of like taking a bite out of your own ego and saying, okay, I'm going to tell you how to surprise me. I'm going to tell you how to love me mm-hmm. and then getting it.
0: Yeah. You know, well, that- yeah. I mean, I think it's that unrealistic mm-hmm. rom- rom-com fantasy that we've yeah. been brainwashed with to think oh, yeah. that people understand how to love us without us kind of taking accountability for for teaching.
1: Well, I'm also going to circle back to the Four Agreements with Don Miguel Ruiz, which uh, Lisa and I, that book is a very simple and accessible point into the woo-woo. There's a little bit of talk about like, if if, if it's hard for you to understand that we're in a dream. That's Oh, tough. that. No, yeah. You have to kind of buy in at the beginning. But one of the four agreements is don't, don't make take... assumptions. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so much of what we do is we assume this person knows me so well they know what I want or they know how often I want it. Or I or, know what they want. Or I know what they want. Or I know what, they I know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And so this book does address, like it checks your assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why, like you said earlier, why do I think I'm the rational one and everyone else is irrational? Because right. I know that I had good intentions when I did X, Y, and Z, but when someone else does X, Y, and Z that pisses us off, it's because they're negligent, they're unthoughtful, they're stupid. Intention. They didn't, it's intention. This book talks yeah. a
2: lot about intention. And, you know, uh, an, uh, I'm going to jump back to intention, but another book that these authors wrote that I just read about a month ago can't recommend it enough It's called mm-hmm. feedback
1: it's called thanks for the feedback. thanks for the
2: feedback mm-hmm. and it is this uh th- this incredible idea of like why do we always feel like we give great feedback and why do we always feel like everyone gives shitty feedback
1: because both things cannot be true exactly universally
2: exactly right. so it's it's always like you know and assuming intentions mm-hmm. is natural you can't stop it you will assume right. assume intentions um but you need to make those intentions explicit. Like say to the other person, you know, hey, I think that, you know, I'm hurt. Doesn't necessarily mean they intended to hurt maliciously. Yeah. But it doesn't excuse feelings either because I still feel hurt. So whether or not you intended to hurt or it was incidental, Mm -hmm. like the pain I have is still there. And at the core of every difficult conversation, is feelings. And mm-hmm. we try to be dispassionate. We try to take a step back and go, okay, I'm just going to have this rational, logical conversation. I didn't
1: need to do that. So you need to not be hurt.
0: Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I have a question. What is it like listening
0: to or reading three, which sound like very mm, left-brained people yeah. talking about feelings and yeah. intentions?
1: Well, they do approach it from such a scientific perspective that the way they sort of structure it in the book, and of course I I only read the first half of it, but it's like, hey, so we chronicled like hundreds of difficult conversations between people and analyzed exactly what went wrong. So So they, they present it to us in a very scientific way but her feelings were still hurt. And this is where the person assumed it. So I don't
0: disagree with that, but it's so much easier said than done. Like it sounds to me like what it's missing. And I hope they say is it's now that you know this information, it's your job to go out and make it your business to figure out how you can tolerate other people's feelings, how you can tolerate when you disappoint somebody and all of that. Yes.
1: And I, I, Jesse, I want you to walk us through the anatomy of Mm -hmm. a difficult conversation, Mm -hmm. because I think some of it is also in the way that you bring it up. You don't go, you hurt me. It's blaming, right? Mm -hmm. So, hey, I was feeling really hurt. When this happened, you know they talk about like taking out blaming language, that sort of thing. So can you walk us through? Well,
2: so let's 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 do an example conversation. You know I'm ready. So this is this is kind of a a vague but I think specific example that a lot of people will relate to, which is why I I came up with it. I love when things are vague and specific. Uh, Lisa, you're gonna play a boss, type A. Yeah, okay. Misty, you're gonna play an assistant, Mm. and the kind of dynamic here is that you feel like you can't really approach your boss and you forgot to let's say you forgot to pack the correct presentation slides oh, dear, for yeah. this big presentation. How she dare, got yeah. to the presentation advertising, she pulls out the wrong slides, sees they the wrong, know that you made the mistake and then in that moment had to just improvise the thing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, what does that conversation look class, like? So, yeah, exactly. Right. So what does that conversation look like when you get back? Yeah. And then I'll kind of like Step in. Let's so do the full conversation, Great. and then we'll kind of do the the correct.
0: Hey, Misty. Hey, boss. Can we chat in my office? Uh huh. So you got my
1: text? All forty of them. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I was my cheese was hanging out in the wind. I don't know what that means, but I'm
1: feeling a vibe. Of well, disappointment what do you think happened? You. Um. Well, I, I think that here at but city dot com. Uh, I have been working so hard. We've got a lot of projects going on, um, and I I think I just I just beefed it. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, messed it up. Yeah,
0: explicitly. I'd like to hear what you think you did. What happened to me? I pa- I packed the wrong slide. You fucking did. And uh, what happened to me? What 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 did I end up needing to do? Uh. Uh, 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 using the wrong slides. No, I couldn't use those wrong slides because I had <laughs> no slides to use. So I had to give a huge sales presentation with no slides, Missy. I had to improvise. and Thank God I took UCB 101 because I was able to put something together and make those people laugh. But Missy, that sucked. That was really bad. I could have lost that account. And that cannot fucking happen. Look, I mean, I, I would have been fired for less at my first job.
1: This is probably a bad time to bring up that I need to leave for my um Are you fucking kidding 201 me?
0: class. <laughs> oh, you passed into 201. Very cool. What an yes.
1: understanding boss. Like, in that moment, she's like, you know what?
2: This is <laughs> fucked up, but... Good for you to getting to two hundred one. Oh, That's I was just thinking
1: of- I didn't pass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I could feel that vibe. <laughs> I guess they just pass more on there. God, I'm so there. uncomfortable. I'm like sweating, and that I mean, was just even a- even
2: in a fake. And the 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 content of what you guys were doing was inherently like light and fun. Still, like mm-hmm. that undercurrent, because even dancing around a, f- a fictional difficult conversation is making me anxious watching you guys. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And you did it to us. And I, and I, and I put that...
0: <laughs> it was your choice. Look,
2: guys, I get off on anxiety and feeling... Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, and I just great, want great, to watch great. people well, in understand. difficult okay. conversations. That's uh, right. My Jesse's, temperature rose. I had to take yeah, off my Lisa's, sweater. Lisa's, she's, Lisa's yeah, she's taking off her sweater. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. What did... Let me ask you this. What did the boss do?
1: Blame. No, no, let me, let me,
2: even more basic than that. Yes. But what did the boss contribute to those slides being packed incorrectly?
1: She didn't double check.
2: Didn't double check right Mm -hmm. why didn't she double check well because this week was particularly stressful Mm. right there's all these things like before you leave you don't just rely on the assistant but there there's these systems in place now the boss is coming to the table blaming you like you said and saying like look you did this you fucked up like this is your responsibility and in these situations as an assistant you frequently feel like you can't have that conversation of like well you know, why didn't you double check? And of course you can't say it like that. Right. But this is what the book does. It says in a moment like this, we need to like rise above the hierarchy and kind of with the right structure, you know, tell you, know, admit your contribution. But then also if you walk away from that conversation without acknowledging that there's equal contribution, you fall into the same patterns and habits all the time yeah. and, and you'll be beaten down. And then people will recognize that they can manipulate you, and they just will continue to do so. Question.
0: I don't disagree that you have to manage up, right? Like, there's things that you have to manage up. Can you define
1: what that means? That
0: means that you have to help your manager manage you better. People Uh, don't become management because they're great at managing. Right? Okay. Nobody teaches people how to manage.
1: Oh, yeah. Is that kind of like getting promoted to the what is that called get, is a, there's a phrase but you your, basically
2: you you get promoted when you do a good job but then the yeah. job you get promoted to there's no guarantee that you've been trained or are or already or and can eventually do it. you
1: level out at the at the job you're not very good at yeah yeah middle yeah. management
2: kind of you get pumped up right. one step above where your where right. your, your capabilities I mean, are a
0: lot of companies have a training to help you learn how to manage but a lot mm. of it is like clerical because there's a lot that goes along with having people who report to you right but you are often not in a position to tell your boss that they made a mistake because you might lose your job that's right and so I hear what they're saying in this book and I think that but you have to pick and choose your battles if you're a single mother who's dependent on this job you can't I don't think you have the autonomy or the agency sometimes to say, well, you should have double-checked your slides. There
1: there are many times that I've had to go – like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, you didn't read my reminder email. You Mm -hmm. didn't answer my text this morning saying the time of the meeting had been changed. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? I did everything in my power. But when someone then comes to you and is angry that they didn't get this information, even though you've done it five ways from Sunday, you have to go – you're right, I'll do better next time. Because in that moment, if they're truly
0: angry in that moment, I don't know how telling them how they fucked it up is going to do anything other than make them more angry. And that's
1: the thing about the book, is it really, um, I thought they did a great job of including so many nuanced examples that you really got a feel for a bunch of different kinds of difficult conversations. But, of course, the resolutions don't necessarily take into account the person's ego, how strong it is. Well, how, and just because good they are just at because you're with it,
2: trained in yeah. how to approach a difficult conversation doesn't mean the other person is will respond. And, and chances
1: are they're not.
2: Yeah, and the book actually has a whole section devoted to okay. So what if I'm doing all the quote unquote right things, but they're not responding? Oh, can so you it,
1: tell us about that?
2: It, well, there's all these uh, techniques and tips about like reframing, and you kind of like you said managing. You're doing the same thing. They talk about, like, okay, if someone responds in a negative way right up front, There's there are these ways that you can say, you know, look, like for example, why didn't you read my reminder email? In this moment of this heated, like, conversation with your boss, I might say, I—is there a way that I can be more helpful? Because I sent a reminder email. Is there something else I can be doing Yeah that will, that is better, works better for both of us because the system we have is kind of broken. Yeah. You know, and just kind of those kind of things, reframing things to, you're almost kind of like taking responsibility and, and trying to use that responsibility to move it into a place of like, how do yeah. we diagnose the problem? Yeah. Instead of blame you, you're, yeah. you're at how fault, I'm we, at fault. as a team. Because yeah, you didn't double check the slides. I didn't double check the slides. I've been stressed out all week. I, you know, I didn't, you, you, I tried actually calling you and and asking, but you were so mad and in a rage, like you were like, "Don't bother me right like now." I didn't feel like I could
1: approach you. Yeah, with that. I, yeah. yeah. You,
2: you know, you you being inapproachable or unapproachable is contribution. Like right. the the way that you know, we all have a friend that like we're like, "I don't want to tell them like I have to cancel on them for dinner because it's just going to make gonna them
1: freak out." Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. That is what you're contributing. You're contributing the type of personality that kind of pushes people into submission
1: right right and i i don't know if this Mm. is in the book but i find acknowledging someone's feelings is the fastest way to To, to take the heat out of a conversation it's got to validate them yeah and then approaching it from service right so it's like right i hear that you're really frustrated that must have been very upsetting in the middle of that presentation how can I be of service to better support in future, like Jesse? Yeah, was to me, yeah.
0: that's like a because I I'm schooled in improv and I used to facilitate uh, communication workshops based in improvisation, and that's like a yes and right there. Yes. So if you start and. the the thank you the blame or the um what what your contribution is meaning the other person's versus your own yes I think is for me and my experience not a great way to get someone. To work with, you. right? No, well, it's really so. Not. Let's
2: walk through. Let's walk through what these steps are. Right. Great. Great. Every difficult conversation falls into this format. And step one, i Prepare pregnant. by walking through the <laughs> the quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Misty, I uh, I don't know if you're ready or not, but I know if Lisa's ready.
1: Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm pregnant. Because <laughs> she says Jesse, it's she's, your baby. Oh, I know is, we Wait, is that today. what she said? Yeah, she, she said? she said, said I'm, I'm pregnant. pregnant. I thought
2: she said I'm ready.
1: No, she goes I'm pregnant, and I was like. Uh.
2: And then I was like, "Why aren't you ready?" But she didn't say she's ready. She said she was pregnant. I think what my brain did is heard it and immediately shut it down because I can't handle it that a type, that's type a of your conversation. conversation. That's not yeah, your contribution. I, didn't, I wasn't ready.
0: You contributed by being a terrible, terrible
1: father right now. I'm oh so sorry. My
2: God. Um, well, here that's we go. That's my blame
1: game to you. I love it. I'm here for it. Anyway, the anatomy of a difficult conversation. <laughs> Step you. one.
2: Prepare to walk through what they call three conversations. Uh Those conversations are what happened, what are the emotions, and then what is your identity, right? So what happened? Mm. Where does your story come from? Where does their story come from? Like in this conversation, like the slides were packed incorrectly, Uh right? You have to figure out what... Each person is contributed, right? And, and what break your that assumption down. Because you don't know theirs yet. Exactly. You're, you're, not even, you're not even having the conversation yet. Right? This is you your know, as the, as, as the As the assistant, you heard that you got this text. The slides were wrong. It was for the McKillen file.
1: And And then my insides are immediately on on fire. I Uh throw up my lunch and I cry in the bathroom.
2: So then, but then you go, you're like, I know there's conversations coming down the pike. So what happened? Okay, where did I go wrong? Mm. But also where did they go wrong? And then you start making this like list of things that that contributed to it. That sounds
1: like that'll go over well if anyone finds it.
2: Yeah, well, password protect that (laughs) shit. Like let's not. (laughs) Keep it upstairs. But then Uh. again, like everything comes back to emotions, right? Understand the emotions. What is the... What are the feelings? And we again try to almost ignore this stuff. Like, right. it's like, I'm just going to be dispassionate and just talk facts. Yeah. But every difficult conversation is about emotions. And sure. if we avoid well, it that. Well, it gives
1: you more context, right? Oh, they've got personal things going on at home that are having them be more on edge. It's easier to immediately
0: about. understand, oh my God, she must have felt so embarrassed. Yes. When she stood up and did exactly. that. And exactly. She must have been so, so right. unprepared and embarrassed and afraid. Yeah. Well now I can understand why she lashed out in anger. Or this exactly. is a big
1: this was a big client and we needed this business right. for yeah.
2: Right. Like this maybe this was the the one that like a lot of stuff was riding on or yeah. whatnot. So kind of wrapping your head around their perspective emotionally, your own emotionally. And then identity is a huge part of this. We think in terms of black and white, I'm good or I'm bad, but it's always more nuanced and complicated than yes. that. And I'm great
0: and I'm meh.
2: Right, exactly. That's a little more nuanced. Right. I'm, I'm in between. But like when we start, when we look at our, like who we feel we are in this conversation, like, oh, I'm a shitty assistant. We start to get unbalanced and we start to get anxious. That's where anxiety comes mm-hmm. from. You have to remember and kind of like wrap, wrap yourself in the sense of like, I can be both a good assistant. And I could have fucked this up. Yeah, right. both things can be true. Right. Yes. Right.
0: You know, Shakespeare said, "Nothing is good or
1: bad, only thinking makes it so." Oh, Lisa. Yes. Also, I'm gonna get woo woo for a second. Oh, Come on, because she
2: she just put a a beaded crystal does necklace it, on. Does it
1: smell like and sandalwood in here? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, and burning sage. Thank you. It's uh, I bought it from buttfacecity.com. Oh, god, they, they sell, sell. everything. Um, it smells great though. Yeah, does. You'd think
2: from Butt Face City it would have a kind no, of a tinge lovely. to it. No, but it's
1: no. lovely. It no, gets rid of ghosts. Ylang ylang, Lang, lang. So, to get very woo-woo for a second, I was so in the moment this book brought up identity. Because the truth is, if you take a second, anytime time you're triggered— There is probably a fear of abandonment there. So, for instance, this assistant gets this text and is like, You fucked up the slides, right? So, the emotions that are going on is, I'm a terrible assistant. I'm going to be fired. Well, those are I'm going to lose my income. Those are thoughts, not emotions. Oh, sorry. So, I'm terrified I'm going to lose my income. What happens if I become homeless? So now I'm like in fear Fear. and then I'll have no value and I'll die alone. Like, I mean, I know that sounds extreme, but if you really do trace any fear that's very triggering, you may find that it gets to a piece of your identity or threatens identity capital or who you know to be in the world. Uh And that is why these conversations get so charged. That's why people get so defensive because they literally feel like they're fighting for their safety. Interesting. Right, yeah.
2: and we the, another thing that they talk about in terms of the identity is they say, like, when you're feeling unbalanced, you're kind of unsure, you start doubting yourself, right? Like, right. Maybe, maybe it is all me or whatnot. They say, like...
0: Maybe I should be an improviser and not a business person.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Lisa just looked at me with the most sweet, like, oh, God. Right. What was that like when you realized that? That's a that's a A difficult conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my God, so many self self difficult (laughs)
2: conversation. Looking in the mirror deeply. Yeah. Um, One of the biggest things you can do to kind of regain balance when you're starting to doubt yourself is to just remind yourself you can't control how someone's going to react. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. and can only and, control your reaction. And we always try, though, right? We try to, like, sugarcoat it. But one of the things they say is, like, every difficult conversation is like a hand grenade. And if you sugarcoat a hand grenade, mm. it, it's so much it's still ergonomic. a hand grenade. It tastes yeah. good. And you try to, like, make it sound. You know, like, the sandwich technique? if you heard we about all, this? Yes. Uh,
0: and we yeah. all, all we all know, t- like, the feeling of being managed yes, and then somebody exactly. not wanting us to feel a certain way. It feels way. inauthentic. It's manipulative. It and it, it feels manipulative it and does. you're like let's
2: not so um r- let go of of the need to feel like you have to control their reaction yeah yeah and that's super important so okay yeah, but so, it's
1: so, it's one of those things that's like yeah if i could like easier said than done of course it, it, true i will
0: say that my many years in group therapy made that much easier for me because mm. you learn how to tolerate disappointment from other people that's great and you learn how to tolerate your own disappointment from people right and When you do that and give people space for the dignity of their own experience, you become... A safe place for them to then—they don't feel like they have to keep getting angry to show you right. that they're angry, right? Because you've allowed for their anger. That's right. Without that, with, right. with, with putting up a safe boundary, you're not going to allow them to like get in your face and scream mm-hmm. and yell. And but. another
2: thing that I found it, that is really helpful for me is like realizing that the anger is fleeting, and so like when someone reacts angrily, that's not sustainable. Mm-mm. And if you show, it's almost like unconditional love from a parent to a child. If you show. You can be angry. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Mm -hmm. And you just stay the course. You don't withdraw, withdraw, like run away, get scared, get intimidated or Mm -hmm. fight back. You just stay there and you're and you kind of like mentally you're thinking you need to have this emotional reaction. This is like the same way someone might react by drawing within. They're reacting by exploding outward. That's okay. That's their way of dealing with it. And if you just frame it like that, this is the process they need to go through. Yes, sure. It could be a healthier process, but this is what they're doing. Standing firm and just being there shows the person like, you're not going to intimidate me. Mm -hmm. This is not going to push me away. I still want to have this conversation. Right. And that's really powerful.
1: So you were saying that the last half of the book walks you through what to do when you've got to sort of manage a person that's not trained? Yes. So can you walk us through that quickly?
0: Are you finished with the three things that we or no? Well, so not exactly, if you okay. want me to keep going. Oh, yeah, going please. There, yeah. Oh, please. So,
2: so that's what happened, emotions, identity, figuring right. that out. Right. And then you've got to decide whether or not to have the conversation. Right. This is, again, before you've even approached someone with that conversation. So what do you hope to accomplish by having the conversation? You know, you like, have Are to, they
0: able to meet those needs? Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. You might find that, you know, I, I want to have this conversation about X, Y, Z. And then you're like, no, they're not. It, then It's not capable, so this will go nowhere. Mm-hmm. But don't use that as an excuse to just avoid every conversation. Like, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And, you know—
0: Or sometimes it'll, it'll take somebody to bounce it off. I was like, I got to have a difficult conversation with this person. They did this thing. It really let me down. It was not cool. And then my, fr- my best friend was like, why? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean, why? And I was like, you know, this is my charge. I have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And she was like— <laughs> Uh, that person can't do a goddamn thing for you. Right? They just really let you down in this first way. What makes you think they're going to be able to show up for you right. in this conversation? And right. I was right. like, what a brilliant insight. And That's I was well, like, I'm not going to have a conversation And with them. if
2: you don't have a conversation, but you still are thinking about it constantly yeah. and you know, resenting that person, then you, you have to recheck and be like, you know what, maybe I do. Because right. I've had that. I've been like, you know what, I'm not going to have this conversation with this person. And then a week goes by, I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it. You're like, this. I've got to do it for me. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. you have to do it. Yeah. If you can't let it go, you may have to, you know, right. have that conversation. Okay, right. so that's step two is do I even have the conversation? And step three is is intuitive, I'm sure, Lisa, to you, because it's like a being a from that mediator, but it's like, what's the third story? Mm-hmm. What's the overarching kind of unbiased perception? Like, mm-hmm. and right. you are supposed to, as a person coming to the table, having a difficult difficult conversation. Come up with that third story yourself. Don't look at it from within your own example. Mm -hmm. Like, you know... I I you should have double checked the slides. You know what is that? What is that? What would a unbiased third party explain to you? And
1: maybe could you assume positive intent?
0: Yes,
2: right, exactly. Or could
0: you get an unbiased third party if you're truly unable to do it because it's like such a scary... Yeah, get somebody to say maybe this happened or like maybe this is what's going on. Yes,
2: and values like okay, Lisa, you're not washing the dishes ever. I'm always having to wash the dishes. I'm allergic to water. Okay, well then that's a huge fact that I would have loved to know when we moved in as Mm -hmm. roommates. Yeah, yeah
0: I didn't country. know oh it God. until I started washing dishes once. And then I was like, my fingers get wrinkly. So
2: Um Do you shower?
0: No. I use oil like Alphabet did in Wicked. It's like a dry dish. shampoo every day. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um But like what is what is what is that? Why aren't you washing the dishes? Maybe you just grew up in a house where like Having dishes in the sink's not a big deal.
0: I love that you really thought of that possible third outcome. It's really just that I want you to do it for me.
2: Oh, oh, that's very selfish. Yeah. I think our friendship's dying,
1: so I'm just going to call it what it is. I'm getting intimidated
2: in this conversation. I'm just going to bow out. Thank you. Bye. So, like, what is that third story? What are the things that could be, like, affecting that you're not even realizing? Right. Yeah, what
1: context are you missing?
2: Exactly. Always ask yourself that. Always ask yourself instead of their, I'm assuming ill intent, ask yourself this thing what information am I missing Mm -hmm. potentially? Mm -hmm. And that will help you frame it up. Yeah. I also
0: like to say, um, my best friend always says this to me, is like stay out of other people's heads, right? Yes. So one way is to assume good intent, but then also like stay out of their head because sometimes when it's so scary, you think negative things, right? Right. So if you assume the best, you can also think like nobody, nobody meant for anything to go poorly. Right. So what, how, what could explain that? Right?
2: Intentions are invisible. It's like you you'll never exactly know. And the, the the there are times where the the need to figure out someone's intentions are so powerful for me and I get in this trap of like I'm like they could be lying about they could have done this maliciously, and they'll just lie about not yeah. wanting to.
1: That's because you play speakeasy too much. Yeah, I Jesse, do play some
2: pretty intensive deception board games. We've talked about games, Jesse's
1: <laughs> gate like board game nights many times. Uh, on I this play secret Hitler, I am well aware of deception. Oh yeah. yeah, but it's like Jesse's always like who's lying about who they really are, and right. I think it's that's and really it interesting. might come from
2: that, and it's super unhealthy.
0: Um, <laughs> no, but it's it, that's yeah, your
1: contribution. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, I think I think they say this a lot in twelve step, but we judge ourselves by our intentions and we judge others by their actions. Exactly. So um, I think they say something very similar to that in the book. Well, so with that in mind, we can't judge other people by their intentions, right? Right. Or we can only expect others to judge us by our
1: actions. Exactly. Right.
2: Right. So then the next step, step four, explore their story and yours. You have to listen and understand. You're not looking for agreement and we're hardwired to look for agreement. I want to agree. Like, what is going on here? Why did this happen? All you're actually looking for, ignore agreement and seek understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know what happened from your perspective. Okay. And like you had said earlier, acknowledging feelings. Like one of the best takeaways from this book was don't try to launch into problem solving that is my biggest problem. Before you've understood and acknowledged someone's feelings, hey, I was hurt by that. Okay, well, how can we fix this? Right. Already, I'm trying to be helpful, but I'm not even. You probably have a
1: strategic brain. We yeah, both have
0: strategic
2: absolutely. brains. Absolutely, I'm I'm like such a logistics person, mm-hmm. and so you're like, hey, that hurt my feelings. I'm like, okay, well, next time, what I'll do is blah blah blah. And it's already I've mowed past mm-hmm. acknowledging what you're feeling, right. and 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 just. Not even
1: the discomfort of that. Yeah. And Uh, I don't want to live in that. Yeah.
2: Right. The first thing you always do when someone comes to you with a difficult conversation, when they're saying something, you just go, it sounds like this really hurt you. I'm, I, I'm so sorry for that. Yeah. It sounds like you're in pain and that is not good. Yeah. And already you've kind of like, this is what you were talking about in terms of like, what are the tactics to like reframe a conversation and like when someone's not trained just simply acknowledging what someone's feeling and then not feeling like you have to monologue them. Just, I'm, that is awful. You should not feel bad. Yes. Right. And just giving the space for them to hear you, see you. You're checking in. Yeah. You're not on your phone. You're like in the conversation. You're feeling yeah. that. That is super powerful, right? Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that's exploring their story and yours. Listen to understand, share your own viewpoint. You can't like then squash what you. Actually, feel you have to bring your own side to it and then reframe. You're going from blame to contribution, right? We talked about that. You're not accusing. You're talking about feelings. Mm-hmm. So if you if you focus on perceptions, like your perception is dishes can be in the sink. My perception is that we shouldn't have dishes in a sink. We don't have to agree on that. Mm-hmm. But if if I'm just like thinking you're lazy and it's not wanting to do it, we're never going to get anywhere. Right. Right. But if you're like, look, you know, my whole life, like my parents, you know, never had a dishwasher. We never were able to put stuff in the dishwasher. And now that we have a dishwasher, I'm just not really used to using it. Even if we don't agree, we can understand then like, okay, well, maybe I'll do the dishes and you do something else. We'll find yeah. some way to navigate that. So right. perception, contribution, feelings. And then instead of what did they do wrong? Like, what is going on with this person? What's behind the situation? What is, what is going on that might be like flaring it up or More like, context. More context, right. exactly. Seeking to understand. I think you would, again, you'd ask me like, what's the biggest takeaway? what am I contributing to this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if that is having not brought it up for five years mm. and suddenly, you know, we all, mm-hmm. we all have all heard like relationships of people just ending instantly. And you're like, what happened? And you're like, I don't even know. Like it just fell it away. It just bammed Yeah. We, we want to, you know, the things that like are annoying about partners or like friends, uh, in the beginning, well, more so partners, like, but you can, you can see like you're in love with someone, all these things are like, oh well, they'll change. They'll, you know, it, this is just, you know, phase or whatever. That doesn't happen. People are generally themselves unless they're seeking out like hardcore change. And we're waiting on them to change. They're waiting on that. Literally, the conversation is going on in their head. Right. They're like, oh, you know, Jesse's oh, a little too so particular. He's so
1: tight wound about that, but he'll, he'll relax. relax. He'll no, see him a great person. No, regardless. it's
2: not gonna happen. No, they're love, not gonna they relax. Belong. So you have to like have these conversations you have to talk to people and you have to approach it and I know a lot of what I'm saying is like kind of vague but like it really it, it boils down to you have to read this book. At the end of the day, yeah. I, I cannot recommend it enough. Again, it's not your typical self-help book. It's not coming from a place of like someone is just got some cool insights. I'm doing air quotes, cool insights into life and their experiences. As much as I love that genre. I actually
1: would say that this there's a ton of cool insights in this book. There
2: is, but yeah. it's not coming from a place of like...
1: I
0: experienced this and now I'm sharing yeah, it with Yeah, anecdotal. You. Right. This, this is, is really based.
2: And And your concern a little bit about like, well, how do you have have such a feelings and emotive conversation when there's lawyers and you know kind of coming at from a site it's so interesting when you really dig into this human psychology right. from this perspective it's almost like robotic understanding of emotions right.
1: yeah which, it's like
2: I understand that uh, you will feel bad and yeah. I need to acknowledge those feelings so it's a little robotic but the steps are the steps that well, they do being work being able
1: to look at the structure of something I think is really powerful because like regardless of what's happening in the specifics there
0: is a structure but to saying it. acknowledge their feelings yeah. and being able to actually acknowledge feelings it's, and hold space for right. them are two totally different skill it, sets it
1: is and it's not a perfect world no. but um Jesse yes who is this book perfect for
0: this book is
2: perfect for I mean anyone that finds himself anxious talking to people when the stakes are high, mm. I think that you you and stakes
1: being they could be emotional stakes, financial stakes. Your I job. mean, I, I don't want to
2: give you a cop out answer. Like, who's this book good for? Literally everybody. Everybody All right, You're fine. allowed to say that. Know, a, I think answer. that that's true because I felt that way too when I read yeah,
1: when I read the first w- half. When do
2: we when do we not at some point in our life have to negotiate a raise, have to have a, a, a relationship conversation, have to have a weird friendship breakup conversation? Like, well, you might also find up.
1: yourself immediately in a weird conversation like. At the grocery store, if the clerk yeah. suddenly says something off-putting and you're like, hey, you know, you," they might just be sprung on you. So, right.
2: I, I think that I read this book with a specific purpose, which was to navigate this, like, really intense conversation with a friend. And what I actually walked away with was tips, tactics, and guidelines to have so many conversations. Like, I mean, I'm— the biggest thank you I could give this friend is bringing this conversation up to right. me. Mm, even, right. even, and our friendship's never been as strong, to be clear. Like, it, I think what he realized is that it's okay to let it go mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what I realized we is that we don't have it,
1: to be best friends. We
2: don't have to be best friends. And what I realized is that it's important to him, this friendship, and I do get something out of it. So right. it's nice to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Or we could have let it go completely, right. it would have been fine. But him ha- pushing me to have that conversation led me to find this book. And Great. I mean, my, my relationships with my friends i one of the best quotes from this book is you can win an argument and still lose
0: mm-hmm. oh I love when i
2: heard that, that uh, life-changing quote i mean it's once you hear it you're like oh of course but like you can walk away being like i made all the right points i said my piece i was in the right i won that argument and the other person walks away going they were just really intense yeah. They shut me down. I didn't have my say. And yeah, maybe technically you have the better argument, but you've lost right. because you've done damage to the relationship. Well,
1: I'm going to say that the opposite of that is also true. You can lose an argument and still win. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's just picking and choosing your battles. And
2: it's again, it's back to perception.
1: Right. So what did the authors get wrong?
2: What did they get wrong? Um, well, the audiobook recording. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty you know, intense. I, it's, it's just... It's just boring. Like if yeah. you if you guys are hardcore audiobook listeners, I would recommend either just g- grin and well, bear it. Well, they also sort of talk like
0: this. It's not like a great quality no, it's voice. No, you know. it's it's
2: it's recorded a long time ago. The quality of the yeah. actual recording is a little hissy. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like high quality. I'm sorry, it was
0: nineteen ninety nine. Um,
1: it was practically for yesterday for audiobooks. Practically yesterday. You know, audiobooks. are this new it she's was around me a look. about the same time as Beyond Beyond Mr. Boy. Smith. Why are <laughs> why? you saying this? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and do, That's you have, the bad audiobook. do you have a listener challenge for us.
2: I do. I think that you know, if if you can, you could do an easy mode or a hard mode. So the easy mode is the next time you're in a conversation where it's some kind of conflict, uh, some kind of uncomfortable. Just ask yourself, check in with yourself, and say, "What did I do that led us here? Yeah. What information? What did I? That's it." what did I do that led us here what did, did I contribute, contribute? Right? what was my contribution and then the hard mode uh, if you're playing if, you're a, if your audience plays any video games uh, expert mode difficulty mm. is do that every single time you have a difficult conversation yeah now You don't. I think that just to cultivate
1: you, that awareness
2: yeah it's a it's a training mechanism like I do that every time anytime I feel that pit in my stomach rise mm-hmm. and I'm like oh this is going somewhere I'm like what's actually going on here what did I contribute to this situation and the book talks about so much stuff it almost reads like a textbook with like kind of like personality so it mm-hmm. is very technical and it's not these kind of like you know i was in paris and you know i, I toured the world it doesn't have this it's kind not of like
1: story format yeah it's yeah. not story
2: format it is very technical so like what did they get wrong maybe they could have couched it in a little bit more fun But I personally appreciate the kind of no nonsense nuts and bolts. They're
0: lawyers. They probably wrote it for lawyers. Yeah. 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 When
2: I was read, I was reading a summary uh, on some site of of this book, like kind of refreshing some stuff. And it was like, who's this book good for? It was like people in negotiations. And it was like very, like uh, politicians. I I was like, couples,
1: friends. Yes. Teachers, anybody. 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 We all
2: have difficult conversations.
1: Not me. I'm fine. Yeah. Lisa's always fine. Always good. We can tell. Yeah. Je- you,
2: you may need can to have a difficult tell. conversation with her at some point about Jesse.
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. That was incredible. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming on. I am so jazzed to finish this book now that it, now that you've walked us through more of the specifics. It's amazing.
2: I love this book. I can't recommend it highly enough. And I love yeah. being able to come on and share it with you guys because yeah. it, it is like when you you would ask me like, "Hey, would you come on and like do a book?" I Instantly knew. Like, I know
1: you did. Instantly, you I did. We've been talking book. about this for months. We have. And also, I have to say, I really love that. F- this is true in my perspective for both of you. I know that if there's anything you want to bring up to me, you'll do it. And oh. I feel, I feel safer. Lisa, the look I on your face something. like you I haven't have brought to have something a conversation up. Conversation with mm. you. I did fart in your car, and then you in leave it for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Nope. Oh. something else no but no but truly like there is this authenticity that i'm that is really nice to have in a friendship where i'm like oh if jesse has a problem with something i did or said i know i'll hear about it and right away well you know and same for you which is really nice it
2: goes back to that thing right we try to avoid these conversations because they're uncomfortable and that Mm -hmm. is a great solution in the immediacy yeah and it sabotages the long-term friendship like anytime you're like i don't want to talk to this person about this thing you are you were sowing resentment for yourself and you were kind of sabotaging the long-term potential success. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe you'll get lucky. But most of the time having that conversation, it, it, creates more respect between the two parties and then you feel better yeah it
1: takes emotional intelligence but yes yeah and so for anybody who has loved this episode as much as we have remember you can follow jesse at wait really on instagram Mm -hmm. you can catch his podcast beyond beyond belief wherever you get your podcast you can
2: now technically we're like on permanent hiatus because we've reviewed all the episodes of the show it was a full run but the great thing is you don't we don't need to keep going because we did it, and because you, you did it, and the content is everlasting. Yeah, yeah, uh, because it's just a review of the show, and it's a game show a little bit, right? Like it you, is.
1: You audience participation. Um, you're trying to
2: guess along. Like yeah, we give you the summary, and you guess fun. along. Like, okay, was this story true or false? And even God, the ones that are so true, funny. sometimes you're like, but this is false, because like exactly you know, right. it's like oh, you know, oh, true story about a ghost, and it's like, well, I don't yeah. believe in ghosts. This is clearly.
1: And everyone knows the internet lives forever, so everything yes. we've said on this podcast, everything you said on your podcast, is there for all to hear forever. As
2: long as we pay the hosting fees. Aww.
1: Thank you. That is correct. That is correct. but okay. facecity.com <laughs> face Oops, I need to change the domain. And with that, Life is life Abundant! Is abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing.
0: <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at ghypodcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com.
1: And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends?
0: Bye! Bye.